everybody, this is Tom Duff with St. Louis Counseling Mental Health Matters Podcast. So uh, always, we try to have a podcast that makes it okay to talk about mental health around the water cooler, around the dinner table. We've got holidays coming up. We're going to see people um, that we haven't seen in a long time, maybe. Depends on COVID, right? But uh, we should be able to have open dialogue. And so um, at St. Louis Counseling, and if you're curious about St. Louis Counseling, check us out at stlouiscounseling.org. Spell out Saint, stlouiscounseling.org with our services and see therapists. Or if you just have questions, find us there. So as always, we try to have on entertaining guests as well as has uh, interesting topics and maybe entertaining topics as well, too. And uh, today's no exception with that. So I got two guys here with me in the studio that um, I want to introduce you to. We have Severe Dar and John Franco. John Franco is a returning... Wait a minute, you might be our first returning podcast guest. I feel like a pretty big deal, Tom. Well, you should feel like a pretty... <laughs> I think that's a bad business plan, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how this goes today. So that's why I have two of you instead of one. Um, but So I met these guys um, uh, in Leadership St. Louis, um, hashtag focus, uh, so that we can tag them in our social media. So I met these guys a couple years ago in Leadership St. Louis, and... Uh, became buddies with them, uh, got to a level of just kind of, well, we, we covered a lot of topics in leadership St. Louis. So I got to, I got to know them on some different levels. And so we're sitting around at work, uh, myself and a couple people talking about some podcast planning here. And, you know, we were talking about, uh, actually, I think it was, uh, uh, we were talking about Brene Brown and vulnerability, right? And that word, what that means, vulnerability. And then I decided I wanted to be the male version of Brene Brown. But I, I know I got a long way to go, but I'm working my way to it. But we started talking about vulnerability. And I was like, you know, a lot of times guys um, don't look at counseling, don't look at therapy as a go-to. And then there's these stereotypes about guys. So when I thought of these two guys, because I thought of manly men, right? Um in a, in a, I couldn't even say it. I, I feel yeah. dressed to do yeah. in the park. Yeah, exactly. Men, <laughs> Manly men. And then you guys came to mind because, so like with Severe, you know, he just oozes manliness, you know? Um, when I first met him, I was like, man, you're a tough one, aren't you? Telling me you hate the Cubs to my face, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I'm like, you know, you're, you're, you're intense kind of a guy, you know? So then John, John's like this outdoorsman, right? You know, the traditional outdoorsman, um, uh, and Renaissance man, I think I called you last time. Uh, yeah. It was a compliment for sure. Yeah. It was, it, it was, was an exaggeration, an exaggeration, yeah. but we're, we're here to build that ego. That's what we do. <laughs> when mental health matters, right? We make you feel good about yourselves. But I thought of these guys, you know, and so they come across with this. I could, I could put you as male stereotypes on certain levels, right? Um, you know, how you present, what your, your interests are and who you are. But then knowing you, you have these different sides as well, too, that you're not afraid to share. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today a little bit. Some of their stories in the sense of why they why why they're okay with um, uh, not being this traditional stereotypical male and and the many definitions of, of what it means to be a male and why it's okay to have feelings as a human being as well too so does that sound all right to you guys yes, we're talking about our feelings yes yeah, yeah. so you're going to talk about some feelings the real f word yeah yeah the real the real that f word we can talk about yeah, today right? right so so with that kind of introduction right so when you hear me say that about that um, uh, 
um, John, maybe we'll start with you. Like you heard me say, like, okay, you, you can come across as a stereotypical male, right? Um, hunting, fishing kind of guy from a small town, grew up kind of a small town. Yeah, right? yeah, smaller. It's smaller town. And, uh, but you're also pretty open and in touch with your own self. So how, why is, is that a conscious effort? Is, is that how you were raised? What? Why? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think part of it was how I was raised. Um, my grandfather was, was someone I, I, I probably talked about him the last time I was here. He was very influential in my life. And this is a guy that played professional football, but also would be the first guy sitting down to watch a musical or, or something like that. And, and he dealt with his own mental health struggles. And I, and I think him having very real conversations and being open about it to our family at a young age, you know, you have this alpha male Marine football player, tough, tough guy, but he also wasn't afraid to talk about those things. I, I think that kind of paved the way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say it's conscious. I think it's, it's more part of maybe how I was raised. So kind of ingrained, you, there was a role model, so to speak on certain yeah. levels. Yeah. I would say that was accurate. Yeah. Severe. How about you? For me, it's it's uh, completely different. So for me, it's been an evolution and it's still a process that that I'm kind of going through and learning more about. Um, The way I grew up was kind of the opposite of John. Right. It was the traditional stereotype of men don't cry. Men don't talk about certain things. Men just kind of shut up and deal with stuff. Right. And for me, to be honest with you, it kind of became an issue of necessity up to a certain point in my life where I realized that I needed to be doing more than what I thought I needed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was part of it. And what it really came down to was as much as I thought that I had a handle on the certain issues that, that I had, the truth of the matter is, is I didn't. Right. And it was then also affecting people that I really care about, you know, my family, my children, my wife, my, you know, friends, things like that. And so, um, it's an evolution, right? For some, for some of us, I think the goal is to get where John started out, right? Mm. Is growing up with this. Um, but I think unfortunately for a lot of people, myself included, it just wasn't taught that way. And it's been, uh, learned if you will over Mm -hmm. time, you know, with, uh, so when I, okay. So like when we've been in leadership, St. Louis and, and something we talk about, many, you know, we talk about poverty, we talk about racism, we talk about all these, these difficult conversations. And, you know, what I noticed with you guys, as well as quite a few others, you know, you were open and it was with strangers for the most part, you know, and then, but through this process, you got to know each other, but you guys were open. And then there was a lot of, uh, and I'll use the Brene Brown word I already used, vulnerable, vulnerability, right? So, okay, when I say that word vulnerability to you, as a male, let me just say that first. As a male, what, how does that make you feel? Because I always oh, felt that It scares you. Yeah, yeah, it scares the hell out of you. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're, you're opening yourself up to, you're potentially opening yourself up to people that you may not know very well. And you're exposing a side that you are obviously insecure about or uneasy about. Or, you know, I'll just use myself. I was, un, you know, insecure about or uneasy about. And there's something unnerving about that, you know? Um, and I think that's male or female, but for men, then you add in kind of all these other elements, it, you know, it, it, that word is always kind of, I, w- I was listening to a podcast about this exact topic on the way here. It's funny, but, <laughs> nice. um, that word has always had a negative connotation. It's indicated weakness. Mm-hmm. 
And I think if we can look at a different de definition of that as it being more about openness and Severe and I have talked a lot about like things that have happened in our lives. And, and you know, I, this is stuff that came up in Leadership St. Louis, too. But if you can use that as a force for good, you know, if, if Severe can can use the experience he's going through right now where he's taken. OK, well, maybe the way he grew up wasn't wasn't what he wants now, but now for his kids. He's going to pave the way for them to feel more open. You know, I think if we can be, take that and look at that as vulnerability and that openness, it, that, that, I, it's almost like the definition needs to, to flip, I think, or, or to just be looked at differently. And, and the other thing I would also add, too, is for whatever reason, <clears throat> whenever we're talking about being vulnerable in, in regards to our feelings, it's always it's like we've been talking about. There's this negative connotation to it. It's uneasy. It's scary. It's all those things. But anytime anyone's actually going to grow in any kind of context, they got to be vulnerable first, right? I mean, you start a business, right? John, John has his own business. There is certainly a level of vulnerability involved in that. You're with running a business, right? Mm -hmm. With with the things that you do, right? With but that's okay. That's all okay. That's all expected, and that's all. Um, appreciate it. And then, you know, when people then salute John and say he's a business owner, he does this and that, right? No one's ever saluted. But, you know, I mean, that's also being vulnerable, but that's okay, right? We just, I think we need to know and realize that this is just another form of that, even though it may feel a little bit more personal and even though it may be um, dealing with something like our feelings, which you know, can I build a question on this? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. do you think sports, I have thought a lot about how sports, that, that was the path I kind of chose in high school was mm -hmm. I, I played sports and I was, I was fair. Mm -hmm. I wasn't good. I wasn't bad. Hence why you're here between us. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hence why that was like that pro career didn't yeah. work out. But, um, I think there's a lot of vulnerability in playing sports. Like I, I was the quarterback on the football team and Friday nights, like, I mean, I remember the the nerves I would get on Friday morning. I would literally throw up every Friday morning, mm -hmm. purely from just the stress of being out there and everyone looking at you and being very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you, you you were a college athlete? So. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I think it's the same thing. I mean, those butterflies you feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we? Is that not vulnerability? Of being nervous, right? Being exposed. Uh, you know, I think it's I'm a failure. Yeah, failure, right? I'm. I. I think I'm able or capable of playing at a certain level, and if I go out there and I throw up a bunch of bricks mm -hmm. that's being vulnerable. Right. I mean, so I think, you know, for, again, whatever, for whatever reason we're, we're able to men generally are able to talk about this issue in other contexts pretty openly. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's accepted, but when it comes to this, it's harder for us. It, you know, it's mm -hmm. funny though. Like even in this context, like I'm on a, I've got a deer hunting lease with some guys and I shot and missed, <laughs> missed uh -huh. a buck uh -huh. and, I didn't want to admit to it. No. Like, I, didn't, I didn't want to say I missed, but I did. I mean, I, uh -huh. I wanted those other guys to know that, hey, there's deer moving through this area, whatever. But me saying, oh, yeah, I missed, I, it, it's still tough to, to it's be It's still tough to be, yeah. So, so describing vulnerability and, like you said, changing the definition of it, but then also relating it to, like, sports, you know, which is stereotypical male thing, right, um, can really help break that down a little bit. Um, to, because there is such there is a big difference between the feelings part of it, right? Because that's truly about us, and then the vulnerability of looking bad in front of others. We look at it from that, that standpoint, but in reality, that's that's affecting our feelings when we look sure. bad in that sense. Well, and good on these like uh, professional athletes now that have. We talked about Kevin Love last time. Yeah. Like 
um, I think was it Dak Dak Prescott. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good on these guys yeah. for yeah. for saying like, hey, you can you can perform at this level and be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if there's a more quote unquote American yeah. thing to yeah. be. Yeah. And to struggle with this. That, yeah. Serena Williams talked yeah. about it right after after uh, delivering you know, uh-huh. um, I think she's got a daughter, but after yeah. You know, she won a Grand Slam pregnant for one, right? And then <laughs> which and is then, remarkable. Yeah. And then talked yeah. about some of the some of the issues she was having after, you know. I, I wanted to bring up one thing. I had a friend tell me this one time and it made absolute sense and it fits within this sports analogy, right? He was also he played college basketball and this is what he said. He goes, Look, when we were in college, it was all about getting in your reps, right? You got to get in your shots. You got to go to the weight room. You got to do all those things. If you're, no matter what sport you're playing or what activity you do, if you've got a certain weakness, let's say you, you know, you can't, you can't run a certain speed or you can't use your left hand playing basketball, then you work on that until that issue that isn't as strong gets stronger. Right. And what he said, he goes, you got no problem going, you had no problem going in there getting up shots all talking to a therapist is is working out for your brain mm-hmm. it's all it is yep. right it's yeah. just you nobody comes in there and is just strong you got to put in the work mm-hmm. right uh, physically strong mm-hmm. is what i mean yeah. right you got to put in the work well and and this is just another aspect of that it, yeah. that was something my grandfather kind of preached to me and my, my doctor as well who is somebody i really respect a lot but when you're dealing with these emotions or you're dealing with this for me, it was a, a combination. So, you know, I think I could classify it as anxiety. I think I could classify it as depression. And, and they're mm-hmm. similar things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. Obviously, you're the expert, but they're very closely related. But I remember both of those kind of people that I looked up to being like, you know, some people have high cholesterol. Some people yeah. have high blood pressure. Yep. You you just have this chemical thing going on that, that makes you stressed. And, and in a lot of ways, it's very advantageous. Like. Mm-hmm. Anxiety can be really good when you're trying to run a business to a certain extent. It can motivate you. It can make you take things very seriously. Um, But but that was something that helped me was like, it's just another medical thing. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that physical side, like you're talking about working out, you know, and the example I always use is we always are trying to improve these body parts right trying to get bigger arms by curling and all those things yeah. of that nature uh, you know such as john and um <laughs> uh, Don't you yeah yeah that. i would i would pick up on that and the reality is why is our brain any more different than another part of our body when it comes to working it out right it's you know? more important you know yeah. your biceps ain't going to do anything for you when you're 50 40 and 50 yeah, yeah. they're not your brain's yeah. going to do a lot for you though you mm-hmm. know yeah it's just to the, to the day you die yeah you know it's 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 not any different at all when it comes to uh, stereotypes, right? Um, and and have you guys run into the you know being around other friends, male friends, and being who you are, and uh, fitting in on certain levels like that? You're maybe a little bit more open. Um, do you feel? And I guess the other question is, do you feel around your male friends that you might be a little bit different because you are a little bit more willing to be open? Actually, you know what? So I've got a. <clears throat> I'll add this in there. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a, a I'm glad you brought this up. So the answer is yes. But the first time that I really got to know John when we were John and I knew each other before LSL, but didn't know each other that well. And so as we got to I was know, scared of him. <laughs> as, as we got to know, he's he's just been terrified of good looking people his entire life. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, so when we first got uh, started hanging out before LSL, um, John was very open about. Um, 
some of his history and some of the some of the treatment and 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 therapy that he's been doing and is very open and honest about it almost so to where it almost put me off a little bit like, uh, man this dude is just really <laughs> open about this stuff it was what cool. a weirdo no yeah. it was cool <laughs> right yeah. but it was it's 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 something if you're not used to and i would i would suspect most groups of guys probably aren't right or certain groups of guys it was it definitely pushes you back a little bit right but then you start realizing that all he is is just being more honest than the average guy right there isn't a guy out there mm-hmm. that doesn't have his or his dark moments, you know, at certain times regarding certain things. I mean, people have different degrees of things they're dealing with, right? But there isn't a guy out there that doesn't have some of those issues. John was just more honest about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say likewise about Severe. I mean, not, maybe not at first, but since he has become very open under right. my mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> become, see, it's I like got a big you. brother, yeah, little brother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I, it's kind of funny. I, I, I'm in a fantasy football league and we have a chat going and mm-hmm. we all, I mean, we just, it's constant, just people making fun of each other and all those very healthy things uh-huh. that everyone should do in their mid thirties, late thirties. But, um, I've been telling, I, I kind of been making a joke about it because the term lean in drives me crazy personally, uh-huh. not because of the concept of it. It's just one of those terms that I feel like everyone's using yeah, these yeah, days, yeah, but yeah. I, I will tell people like you, you guys should lean into this idea. And I just, it, it, but you know, I, I think to answer your question, like I, I do feel like maybe, um, yeah, I am different than, mm-hmm. than, than some of these, some of these, these guys. But I, I also think I've started to see them be more open about talking about things. And you certainly don't have to talk about things. I just, I want people to know, like if they ever need to talk to somebody, I don't know that I'll have any solutions, but I'll at least listen. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, we see so many, you know, we see, we know the suicide rate, you know, has increased dramatically in the last 20 years, you know, and then, you know, even with COVID, there's, there's going to be even more impact, I think, um, with what's been going on. But then those doors that are open for people, you know, and I think that's stuff that sometimes guys miss, you know, um, and we know the population of males who commit suicide higher, right? And if, if, people don't like you guys open up a door. That's what at least I know, like if something crosses my mind and I know you might be the one I could go to. So, I mean, I think that's like one of these important aspects of that. We have to just carry on in society within our, within our communities. And it's contagious, right? It's Mm -hmm. contagious. So if you, you introduce a John Franco into a group of friends, I think you're going to start finding that you either that, lose them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You either lose them or the group of friends will, will, start to open up slowly and surely right Mm -hmm. and 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 this is i think the way we have to truly attack the mental health crisis you know pandemic that's another pandemic that we've been dealing Mm -hmm. with for a lot longer than just since march of this year right Mm -hmm. but that's truly the way to i think attack this pandemic is by having conversations with friends you know maybe some of the parenting techniques change with fathers talking more about um their emotions with their children right Mm -hmm. and and Look, this needs to be done by the mob, by mothers and fathers for daughters and sons, right? But today mm-hmm. we're talking about men. Mm-hmm. And so this is especially important for, you know, conversations for fathers to have with their sons and their daughters, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's all hands on deck at this point. It's mm-hmm. got to be, right? Because mm-hmm. there are, you know, to your point, there are, there are people dying from this stuff. Yeah. I remember I... I 
he probably wouldn't be happy with me sharing this, but oh well. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing my dad cry when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And, you know, most guys will tell you I never saw my dad cry. Yeah. And that, that yeah. may be the truth, but it wasn't often. And honestly, I can only remember one instance, and it was a very serious situation. But I think that helped me understand also, you know, I talked about my grandfather, but actually seeing my dad do it, I think made me feel like that's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, emotions manifest themselves in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. some people are you know, let it out through tears. Some people let it out through, I don't know, just whatever. Everyone has different ways, but, um, I think that helped me at a younger age also get more comfortable with it. Maybe. I don't know. For the guys that are out there that are thinking like, okay, yeah, I don't need to talk about my feelings. I got this. Like I'm fine. There's no reason for me to ever one. The counseling is forget it. But secondly, I would, there's no reason for me to talk about anything going on inside of me. What do you guys say to that? Yeah, I mean, I hate to be this blunt about it, but one, I think you're wrong, right? Um, Or they, people who have that mentality, and I was one of those people, right? I mean, I was certainly one of those people, like I mentioned, that did not grow up this way. And I was wrong, right? Mm -hmm. This is the first thing. And the second thing is, is all anything and everything that a guy cares about, right? Whether it's their family, whether it's their job, whether it's sports, whatever, wherever you're at in your life, if you can if you can focus and also include mental health in your life, your mental health support and whatnot, you're going to just become better at all the other things you care about. Right. So even if you're not doing it for your own self, which should be a good enough reason, but even if it's not for that, it's going to make all the things you care about, you're going to become better and more effective at, at, at whatever those things are. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, so that would be my response, right. Mm -hmm. Is, do it for all the other things you care about then, mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah. but I, doing it is, is the first step. It goes back to that idea of, and I'm not, it, you know, I, the brain's not literally a muscle, I guess, but it, you need to treat it like one. So the more that, that you, you kind of what Severe was saying earlier, that you kind of work on this, the, the better ultimately it's going to translate to all other aspects in, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion and my firsthand experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I also will, I will put in a plug for counseling because I think one of the issues with guys a lot of times is until you get to meet somebody where you just feel comfortable, like mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with all of my friends talking mm-hmm. about this stuff. I mean, I will, but like there, I would feel almost awkward or kind of, I would still feel that weirdness. Yeah. That's the beauty of therapy is you walk in and it's like, it's just a very real conversation. This is, these are professionals that do it every day. And it just removes all that level of, of weird weirdness, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so for me, like that was a very comfortable avenue for me to start getting, um, more comfortable myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing too, about, about talking with somebody, therapy counselor is that, and I hate cliches and this is a cliche, but you're going to find out real quick that you're not the only person yeah. dealing with this yeah, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, just when you try to book the appointment, yeah, right? it's like, yeah. I'll see you in eight months. And you're yeah, like, oh, you're not okay. the only person dealing with this stuff, right? Uh-huh. And most, more than likely, it's people that you work with. It's your neighbors. It's it's your friends, right? I mean, it, it's it really is a systemic type of issue. Um, and so it's, it's yeah, you're not going to be the only one, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're not you're, alone. You're not, you're not alone, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there is some comfort in that. There really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there is some comfort in that. From a uh, vulnerability standpoint, walking into the office, 
See, I'm starting therapy. to sweat. Just you, yeah. you talking yeah. about vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> starting to sweat. I know how to break you. Yeah. 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 You talk about the Cubs one more time. That's right. Um, from a vulnerability standpoint, walking into a counselor's office, maybe the first time, right? Sometimes it's hard to remember that. But walking in, what, what's, can you, can you talk about how to get through that? Um, yeah. I, I remember mine specifically. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, this was a long time ago. I, I was dealing with the very, the ending of a very important relationship in my life. And, um, I, I wasn't, it was still very fresh. So I, it wasn't as bad as I knew it was going to get. So I just proactively, I had another buddy who, who was going through a similar issue where he was engaged and kind of at the last minute it, it fell apart. And he was like, dude, just go see a therapist. So mm-hmm. I remember walking in and I didn't know what to expect. I was like, there's gonna be all these people in the waiting room and what, and it, it couldn't have been more of a, like, at least the therapist I went to, like you walk in and there was like, you're the only person in the waiting room. And they've kind of thought every step through, there's a light switch thing you uh-huh. flip to let the, them know that you're there. And there's never really any overlap. So those little things like at the very beginning of just the the process just made everything so much easier. I was like, well, I'm not going to see anybody. And then, and then you start to get to the point where you're like, well, even if I do see somebody, I don't even care. Yeah. Like whatever, everybody's, everybody's needing this help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That was my experience. Yeah. My, mine's a little bit different. Mine is, is much more recent. And so my, you know, when I first met, um, the, the counselor that I've been, I had been seeing, or I've been seeing it was on zoom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was a different, a little bit different of a con obviously a different context. Um, but the thing that, you know, the thing I realized is it's really, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Right. It's not, mm-hmm. you go in there and you start crying right away. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start talking about all these heavy things, you know, you don't get to lay on a couch. Yeah. 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 You know? no couches. I know. yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, my, my understanding of, of it was this Tony Soprano, you go in yeah. there, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And yeah. that's not how, it's not how it, how it, it's not how it went for me. I mean, there may yeah. be some folks who, who, you know, that's how it is, but you're really just having a conversation with somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's really it. You know what I mean? And an unbiased person too, it, which I think is a huge part of it. You yeah. talk to friends and they're a lot of times they'll sugarcoat or mm-hmm. yeah. at least my experience with therapists has been like, they're going to tell you whether you want to, you need to hear it or not. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. That's right. What you want to hear or not what you need to hear. That's right. And, and, you know, and they provide techniques that actually work, right. That have, that are, that are empirical, you know, mm-hmm. that have been tested, um, and, and ultimately, if you, I think, you know, if you're, if you go in with an open mind and you really do try to put in the work, cause it does take work, uh-huh. right? It's not easy. This isn't something where you just walk in and you walk out and you're, you're different. It does take work, but you do see tangible differences, right? Just internally, the way you view the world, just your mentality, your just much more control. I, I almost leave a, a therapy session similar to if you leave a massage, like mm. you just, you feel rejuvenated. You mm-hmm. feel, um, in, in a, in a certain way, it's not necessarily the same type of rejuvenation, yeah. but you can tell that you have put work in that is going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true. Like I do a lot of running massage is a huge part because mm-hmm. severe keeps telling me I need to stretch and I, I don't he just stretch. won't do it. So, <laughs> so he comes do, over, let me rub your back. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> that is not manly. That does not happen. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, that, you know, the massage helps me kind of recover, work on those things that hurt Mm -hmm. and then, uh, leave in a better place. And I I think it's very similar to to therapy. Mm -hmm. That's a great comparison on a lot of levels. So, 
you know, a lot of times we talk about, you know, mental health, mental illness. Sometimes those are two very different terms um, and we confuse sometimes mental health with mental illness. So everyone, so, you know, everyone has mental health. Some people have a mental illness. Okay. But mental health, you know, we all have it from day to day, the ups and downs, the, the emotions of work, the emotions of family, someone screaming in the background, you know, whatever it may be. What, so what do you, well, two things. One, what would you say to guys out there, the importance of just your mental health, um, how to, and then how do you guys maintain your mental health outside of counseling? What do you, what kinds of things do you do that could be manly or may not be manly? I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, you know, so some of the things that, so your first question, you know, mental health, the, the, I think you had asked, you know, why, or what, what's important about it, right. Or why, why mm -hmm. do it? It's because, you know, it's, it's, literally besides your heart, maybe the most important brain or organ in your body. Right. And so it, it, it is necessary to focus on maintaining its health. Mm -hmm. That's just it. Right. It's no different if you know, it's if almost you, preventative. It is like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have kidney issues, you go see a doctor who, what's a kidney doctor called? A nephrologist, I think. You go yeah. see a nephrologist. That's a big word, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm a social worker. Yeah, yeah you're, that. you're a lawyer. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But you, but that's what you do, and that's what mental health is. It's mm -hmm. just trying to stay healthy, physically, mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, whatever it is. Right. Um, so kind of like running, we run for our heart, our cardio. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, thing, it's, yeah. it's the same type of thing. Um, one of the things that I started doing actually recently, and that's really helped. Um, is I, I'll go to the, I'll take the boys sometimes and sometimes I'll go by myself and we'll just go to the school and just shoot baskets. And it's just, you put your headphones on, you know, and then just kind of zone out. And, you know, if there's something you want to think about you, or it's something I want to think about, I mm -hmm. think about it and try to think it through and work it through. And it, you know, it, mm -hmm. look, it's not like it's a magic cure, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't fix everything and it doesn't work every time. But mm -hmm. more often than not, it helps. But for you and your men, yeah. So for you, that's that's working. So it you works. found something that works. Yeah, yeah. Mental health to me is the difference between that and mental mental illness is if you like mental health is is the going to the Whole Foods or uh, whatever Schnucks wherever in in buying the healthy foods versus going to McDonald's every day, like. Mm -hmm. Because then the mental illness is the result of eating, you know, uh -huh. yeah. the, the, Those big the other medical equivalent is mental the, illness yeah. is what you get when you, don't, you don't take, take care of your mental health. Yeah. 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 Right. Thank you. That was sometimes not, yeah. not every time. Right. But, but sometimes, but for me, it's, I always tell people like hunting and fishing. That's like my yoga. Um, I, I fly fishing. Not especially. for the fish. It's not. Well, not for yeah. the fish. Or the ducks or the deer. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Not lately. Um, they're, they're definitely winning this They've year. They've caught but, on to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but fly fishing, especially for me, it's, I've realized in fly fishing, it's a newer sport I've picked up at, in the past four years. And it's, it's really not about catching the fish. And in regular fish, like I call regular fishing the kind I grew up doing, mm -hmm. that's not either. But fly fishing especially because there's so much work that goes into it. You, you're, you have to focus so much on what you're doing, mm -hmm. you completely forget everything else. Um, and then running. And, and for me, it's, it's typically some sort of physical. Um, I have to do something physical to, to let it go. If I just sit in my apartment, I will mm -hmm. stew on that and I will think on that and I will just keep – going over mm -hmm. and over it. So I, I need to almost get lost in something mm -hmm. for me to, to cope, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, and then therapy, of course, and I think therapy has been a great, yeah. great tool. Yeah. Same for me. Yep. Same for me. So last question, I think we'll see, but last question, 
what what advice can you give to guys out there that that may not be all touchy feely, right? That uh, they don't talk a lot, um, they internalize. And what advice would you give to them to just improve their mental health? Um, and if they think they may have like a mental illness going, what advice would you give? I, I would say find your find somebody you can talk to like severe helped me through some stuff a couple of years ago and, and since then mm-hmm. um but find that person that you can talk to I, it, it's not everyone as i said earlier i'm not comfortable talking about stuff with everyone mm-hmm. i'll definitely listen to anyone who wants to talk to me but for me to open up it, it i have to find that right person um the the other thing i would say is just take that first step it, it's like running a marathon or, or doing anything else the minute you take that first step you're already closer to the finish line than before you started and I, I know that sounds stupid but it's true um so to me it's it's just you know take that first step yeah i would say take the first step absolutely right and the other thing i think is just to have an understanding that you know you may not be touchy-feely and that's fine and nobody's saying you have to become touchy-feely yeah. right mm-hmm. This isn't something where now all of a sudden you start talking to somebody or you start seeing someone, then all of a sudden you're a different person. You're still the same person, right? You can still be that manly man that you are right now. It just means that you've got to talk with somebody else. That's it. That doesn't mean you got to talk to the entire world, right? It doesn't yeah. mean you got to talk to everybody. Yeah, you don't right? have to post on Facebook. You don't have to whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody even really, you know, uh, nobody really even needs to know about it unless you want to tell people about it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's the beauty of this, really, is it can be as quiet, if you will, as you want it to be, or you can open up and bring more people in if you choose to do that. I, which, you know? which I do think if you choose to do that or decide to open up, I know... Severe, you opened up one day. We were having a little get together at your house, and there's just a few guys yeah. socially distanced this summer sitting outside. And Severe just kind of told us, like, "Hey, I'm going through this, and I'm dealing with this." And and you know, I don't know if it solved anything that night, but it may have gotten one or two other people that were there to be like, "Oh, you know what? I can go. I can go talk about this with somebody. Yeah. Like, if Severe can do it, yeah. I can do it." Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a huge part of it. Like. If you're willing to be open about it, use this 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 struggle you have to, to again make things better for somebody else. You know, and and the other thing I would say is be objective about it, right? So why is it that if Franco comes to me and says, "Hey, I'm having this hard time with something," or you or somebody else comes to come to ask me for my opinion on something, I've never once, not one time, out of the who knows how many times Franco has told me, "Hey, you know, I've, I'm, I'm meeting my therapist, or I've got this," or not once have I ever thought. And Franco's not that strong of a guy. Mm-hmm. I've never thought that. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes somebody stronger, personally. Right? But yeah, no, it's, I agree, right? But mm-hmm. my, for whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, for whatever reason, when I think I need to talk to somebody, now all of a sudden I'm, I'm weak. But when anybody else does, I don't look at them as objectively yeah. ah, like that's point. a weak guy. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Love is weak. Uh-huh. Dak Prescott is weak. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Dude, yeah. like bone hanging out. Yeah. Of like, those yeah. dudes are the opposite yeah. week. Just right? asking for the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. Come on over here. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's, it's to truly be objective. I mean, th- there's, there's, there's something to be said about holding yourself accountable and being objective on who you are, but that goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you talk to somebody now doesn't make you weak the same way if your friend who's talking to somebody doesn't make them weak. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of having a, a maybe a fair assessment of yourself, objectively speaking, you know. Perfect. 
Guys, this has been great. This, this yeah, is thanks. this is exactly yeah. what it's about, and uh, sharing, and then opening those doors for others um, to come forward. Um, have because that's a, a lot of times in counseling. That's the stuff that people need is that courage to make the first step, and then you know that's and that's the goal of this podcast is to be able to um, hopefully somebody listening out there that's been on the fence about going that they'll whoever it is we don't care if they don't come to us that's fine as long as you're going to get help when you need it and then also just giving people some knowledge and some some practical ideas and that's why i think you guys really did today yeah you know the cool thing is is i can't speak for john but i can say everything that i just uh, i've said today or any contribution i've had is something that i've learned from somebody i've talked about talked to Right. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, it's not like any of these are novel arguments. You yeah. Know? It's not like I just made any of this stuff up. Yeah. Or, I mean, this is all learned. Exactly. Yeah. So it's out Two there. Two years ago, it probably wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe even 18 months ago, you know, it wasn't. Right. So exactly. it, um, it's out there. You know, there are people out there who, are, who will help. Yeah. You know, being objective and being open just to yeah. trying some new things. Yeah. So Yeah. And thank you for being one of those people. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, your, your work is that's part of the podcast I was listening to on the way here. We all kind of serve the world in different ways, I think. And um, obviously what you're doing is is benefiting tons of people. So we are trying the podcast alone is yeah. super helpful. So we'll be boosting this one. So we'll see what kind of uh, action we get here on that. So, uh, so yeah. So if you're curious about uh, anything with counseling, check us out at stlouiscounseling.org. And until next time, mental health matters.